This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. episode 575 of the league cast podcast i'm your host nick the king cooper joining me is colton blue basket sweat it happened again yeah you did it i i i, <laughs> I tricked you man i got it back in your head you i incepted you, you did sometime i guess when aiden's not here I'm, i i revert back to uh you know my primal state <laughs> so. yeah you 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 have uh you know there's less things to say yeah. so you try and fill it with something with the else, same amount but, of time hey, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Aiden's not going to be recording with us today. Uh, he's not feeling super great. Um, so we're just going to kind of go and do a little bit of a special show where we're, we're catching up on emails. Uh, so we're going to do a quick run through of our weeks in the news and then dive right into mail fight and try and get a little caught up. Yeah. So it'll be um, probably an hour show ish. Um so and and we'll be back on track next week with a, a regular show. Um, Colton, how's your week, buddy? Oh, it's pretty good. I think I feel like my ranked climb happened mm-hmm. before last show, so I already talked about that, and I haven't really moved a whole lot since. Yeah, you haven't um, played any, any games in a couple of days. No, yeah, I've been busy with other real life mm-hmm. stuff that matters more and uh it was a little disappointing I, I think like one day i played like five games and went like two and three for uh, minus yeah. 40 yeah and i would like seeing two and three for minus 40 just feels so bad yeah i am um, the opposite right now and uh i feel like i shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we uh haven't been playing a whole lot of league i did play a good amount of um tft i i went to the two accounts that i moved to the singapore servers and i finished those quests it it took about one night each to like fully get through and get all but five champions um so i mean basically out of time to do that but god i i wish it was that easy always like I feel like the the barrier between acquiring champions or like the barrier to acquire the champions is way too high. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think it should be play ten games of TFT and get them all, but I don't know. I, I don't see why you need to play like a thousand games to get all the characters. Mm-hmm. It's probably more than that. Um, like to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember like my Smurf, which I've had forever, I just probably have like 40% of the ca- the char- yeah, characters on. I keep alternating my head between character and champion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, no, and then I, like, played on that for, again, like, one night and got everything except for five that came out in 2022. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really nice knowing that I can now play on my Smurf and actually play the characters I like without having to unlock them all. Nice. That'd be <laughs> yeah. exciting. But that's... Uh, outside of that, uh, my car kind of exploded, but, you know, uh, some dollars later and the problem is maybe fixed... I sure do love auto repairs. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, it um did yeah. you so did you end up getting a new car or just repairing the one that you have? I got it fixed, but I'm probably going to try and get it sold. Yeah. Um cuz I don't want to keep dealing with it, but man, is it also not fun buying a a yeah, used exactly. car. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh that, that weird thing where like you need to be able to get transportation, but mm-hmm. The whole industry is not very fun, at least from my perspective. Yeah, no, for sure. It sucks. Yeah. But that's about it for my week. So I'll uh, hand it over to you. What you been up to? Uh, it was a pretty, I mean, pretty good week. Uh, Valentine's Day happened. Did you do anything special with uh, with Rachel? Uh, we didn't do anything special yesterday, really. We're going to probably uh, go out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Savannah and I, uh, I... Um got us massages a couple of massages which is really fun it uh went by a lot faster than i expected it to it was nice um but uh, i guess that's really i played i think one ranked game this week uh i did not have a lot of time this week but i um maybe played like the best bard game of my life uh i think i went one two and 23 but both of my deaths were executes on ganks so Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely a positive experience there. <laughs> yeah, I I love games where you have a couple executes because like it, it it's you know, but like nobody else yeah, sees uh-huh. it. Um, like I had one where I I felt like I was playing pretty well, but by a teammate was flaming me, mm-hmm. and I had like five deaths, but three were executes, and they're like like why are you even talking you're like nine and five that's not even that good that's and i'm so like funny. dude three of those were executed that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> nice um but aside from that uh i guess we played a decent amount of flex this week i think we played oh yeah we played against the same team three times in a row and we won the we won the best of five two three <laughs> or two one so that was uh we won the best of three yeah <laughs> oh sorry yeah yeah the best of three two one that was uh, but a for really the record we won of we, we would have won a best of five with True. three wins and only one loss i i think once we figured out what they their strat it was it was over for them they um pretty much just exclusively like camped bottom and by camped i mean spent every single second bot lane always and forever uh so that was mm-hmm. um that was difficult to deal with um but it was uh it was it was fun to fun to beat um definitely enjoyed playing against the same people you know more than once because it felt like we were actually adapting mm-hmm. to you know to drafts and and um strategies and things like that so oh yeah if there if there was a flex mode that you could queue up for where you're like we're a five man mattress with another five man and it's a best of three mm-hmm. like sign me up yeah that'd be super nice but uh we'll see um i th- think that's it so we can get on with the show um yeah so we've got two new patrons shout out to ava unit and dr coconuts um thank you for your support um we're gonna jump into new news just really quick there's three riot forge games coming out this year and if you don't remember the first and i think only forge game at this point 
is the um uh, the rune king game on the uh or it was not on just on the switch but on a bunch of platforms it was super good definitely recommend playing we've got three games um the mage seeker a 2d pixel gritty action rpg set in demacia i think that one is soon possibly spring this year convergence uh which i'm sorry the mage seeker which focuses on silas um convergence which focuses on echo which is a 2d uh, action platform uh game featuring time control set to come out in the summer Uh, and then song of nunu a single player adventure game in the fall so pretty uh pretty cool looking forward to to those i think um the forge idea is really really cool and excited for uh some more entries yeah again it's it's an ip that we have been in for 10 years yeah. and put a lot of time i'm happy to see other games uh it's uh, i i think off the bat i'm thinking i'm uh that the convergence game is probably going to be the one that grabs me the most yeah i would have figured so. the uh the new one just for the um you know the the main character but yeah platformers are uh very good mm-hmm. and, and i think right like echo lends himself very well where he already has like a pretty nice movement setup in the game mm-hmm. that you can you know okay we can give him like a dash plus blink in a platformer as well as you know jump back to where you were four seconds ago or whatever else they do with time mechanics i'm sure yeah it's going to be really cool is the the time aspect of it so we'll see how it goes um you should use nordvpn because they've got some uh, pretty good threat protection that will help to block trackers, ads, and malware online. They've also got the fastest VPN on the planet with 5,400 servers worldwide. Um, that's going to let you connect real good, real fast, wherever you want to be. You can connect from whatever country you want to be if you're trying to get around like geo-blocking and watch content on whatever streaming service you want. Uh, really easy to use, and uh, they've got 24-7 support. All that great stuff is available to you if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast where you'll get a huge discount on your NordVPN plan, a bonus gift, and all of that is completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Don't be like small indie company Riot Games and get hacked. Use NordVPN and protect yourself. Yeah. Let's, And we're just going to go, I think, all the way into... Um... All the way into mail fight now, right? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna just gonna jump into straight into mail fight and try to b- knock out a bunch of emails. Uh, so we've got two emails from Andrew. Hey, Lee Cascoons. So I was wondering why don't you don't end up seeing Master Yi in high elo slash pro play? He's a pretty okay champion with true damage and the ability to go untargetable on a 12 second cooldown. Thanks, Bossman. Uh, and the second email, I was just writing in to say I'm actually enjoying TFT now, and I just want to tell a story I found funny. I decided I may as well try threat, so that's what uh, I did. I lost 14 games in a row early game um, until I got a two-star Cho'Gath in Vel'Koz and never lost a game again. Took first place. Yours truly, Andrew. Is that uh, is that a good comp? Threat? Uh, yeah, it's a decent, pretty good comp, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the weird ones were like this set they introduced these units called threats which have like no traits Ooh. but are just really good units mm-hmm. you just run all of those interesting okay and have no synergies huh. um and i so i think what he's saying is that he he 
dropped the first 14 rounds with like a huge loss mm-hmm. streak and then once he hit his two star units he just ah, won the rest of the thing that's sick uh yeah which hey i mean that's like a very effective way to play a good later game comp is just econ up loss streak and then eventually roll down and pop the fuck off hell yeah um uh, so master Yi, yeah. why don't we see him in pro play so i think he's a little like too um i'll say predictable you know his untargetability is really really powerful um but at the end of the day you know exactly where he's going to be after he uses it um well, generally speaking since they made the change to uh to, to his queue where you can select where you end up um but you know which targets it's on. He's not super, super effective in a team fight. Um, he's kind of good in the uh, like 1v1s or the 2v2 skirmishes, and that happens less so in um, pro play. Uh, and I feel like you can't... You have to play a specific type of comp and have a specific you know, um, like selection of characters that to allow you to run a carry jungle that doesn't have like access to CC or something like that. Right. Like mm-hmm. K- kindred, I, I guess is an, kindred and Italy are probably the two like examples of, of like carry junglers, but they always rely on, you know, Nidalee needs some CC in the top lane to, to get dives off. Right. And uh, kindred needs a, a team to play around or marks with and, and kind of frontline or, or be useful with her ultimate. Whereas like yeah, master, you kind of just like, he doesn't have that and he needs, a lot of setup for himself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but not in the, not in the easily accessible way that I think the other carry junglers do. Yeah. I mean, so part of the issue I think is just like his early ganking is so much weaker than most other carry yeah. junglers, right? Like a level three Nidalee can show up and fuck you up. A level three Kindred can show up and fuck you up. Like a master Yi, hopefully your lane has CC. He's got really no way to close on you besides flash Q. And even then he's going to get off two autos if you flash away or like have a movement ability. Um, you know, I think at, at a higher level, the power farm style doesn't work quite as well mm-hmm. because either a, they see you draft it and pick something that can farm just as fast and you know potentially also get off some ganks or like play for objective control or they just you know pick elise and say cool well while you full clear we're gonna dive your bot lane twice yeah i think i think something Um, to note about those characters too is that they're a lot um less uh like a lot less committed to fighting than master Yi is right if you have a bad fight as kindred you can disengage that pretty easily if you have a bad fight as in italy you're not able to to get a spear off you know you don't have to go in and the mm-hmm. opposite of that is like master Yi, where well i hit q on you so now we fight until one of us dies and y- yeah that, that yeah. doesn't work very well <laughs> That that was what I was going to get into. Is like my next point is that he's very much more committal yeah. than the other champions. Where, like, Nidalee can show up and throw a spear, and if it misses, walk away. Or she can throw a spear, and you have to flash the spear, or you die. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she so she gets a flash for like a two second commitment. Master Yi, it's like he's only a threat after he's queued you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at that point he's all in. Yeah, or or um, you face check in him, right? Like, but that's yeah. so rare in in high level pro play. Yeah, especially also, like, in late-game team yeah. fights, right? Like, the only way he's effective is if he's, like, ulting forward 
and again right like if you can disengage that he becomes so much less effective whereas kindred's like okay cool i can still just cue forward backwards like feel things out mm-hmm. and even if my ultimate is down like it's a big ultimate but i i can still be useful i would also say like those two characters and i think most other junglers like have a lot more utility even if the snowball doesn't go yeah as well. exactly mm-hmm. right if i'm a zero ten kindred i can still keep my whole team alive yeah with my ultimate or i can use that to like steal a dragon or baron if i time it well if i am you know doing poorly on italy i mean at least i have traps and heals mm-hmm. like i have some utility and i can maybe chip people with cues even if it's only for 90 damage but like master yi if you fall behind early it's like what do you he's just a bag what, of gold. what do you offer yeah. your team yeah yeah um yeah and, and i think champions with lower skill expression tend to um perform you know worse overall uh we think about all the options that like a Cassante has during a fight and how difficult it can be to play against him because he can do so many things like oh he can combo you know eq3 into w into ultimate you under turret whereas like master is going to press r and then auto attack you and one of you is going to die and that's kind of it so it's uh his options are are lacking and i think that uh that nips him in the butt a little bit um but yeah thanks for the email andrew yep on the next one from large dad who says short and simple this week lads got a busy schedule and lots of rankings to lose (laughs) and bitches to bang one oh so we got a joke here okay one day three close friends decided to draw one another andrew drew ann and drew drew oh wait no Andrew drew Ann, Andrew drew, and Drew drew Ann, Andrew, Andrew, and Andrew drew, Andrew, Andrew. Not really a joke, but a tongue twister that I thought was funny, Large Dad. Fuck you, Large Dad. Cool. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't the medium for that. <laughs> you just make it look like I'm an idiot who doesn't know how to read. True. Um, hey, thanks, Large Dad. I think we've got a couple Large Dad, you know, jokes in here. So we can, maybe we can couple... rank them against one another. That one, I would say, is pretty mid um cool yeah next up is casey stranger can we please take a moment to talk about cloud soul i feel like i'm constantly hearing people call this the worst soul uh then see it topping uh seeing it top the chart of every list of soul win rates that i see and i think i know why i think people read the description of souls and imagine some sort of auto battler situation where all the champions just walk up to each other and fight until one team dies and movement speed doesn't help with that but who plays league like that? Move speed is incredibly helpful in getting you into good situations in the first place. Compared to Mountain Soul, for instance, that shield can negate a good bit of damage, but you know what's even better? Not taking the damage in the first place because you dodge their skill shots. Then getting up in their face and murdering them. The problem with Cloud Soul is the movement speed is never the thing that directly wins you the fight, but it does get you... Uh, to the fight in time or help you engage slash disengage uh, or do all sorts of things that quietly make you uh, more much more likely to win. Also, can we all agree that 60% move speed for six seconds after using your ultimate is a lot? Final note, I did check the win rates on League of Graphs. They have Cloud Soul at 92.3%. The next highest is Infernal at 91%. The lowest is Chemtech at 88.9%. Stop hating on Cloud Soul. Drops Mike Casey Stranger. Uh, I I think like I don't know if like win rate is the best determinant of which 
soul is the best if that makes sense it's yeah well so there's there are some known issues with why cloud soul is going to be higher and i'll get to that in a moment mm-hmm. but i think again and i i actually just like an hour or two ago in our uh in our discord posted a link of like why you can't just take a look at the win rate of two things and actually infer a lot because there's so many other factors mm-hmm. that play into I it. I only do that when it suits my narrative. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but so so off the bat, I want to say I, I don't think Cloud Soul is obscenely weak by any means. Yeah. I think that all the souls are relatively well-balanced, much in the same way that all of the, you know, roles in the game are, right? Where it's like, okay, are they all 20% impact? No, maybe a couple of them are 21 and a couple of them are 19, maybe 18 and a half, but like, it's all very close. I think all the souls are pretty close to, you know, the same level of strength. And that's going to vary a whole lot depending on the game Mm -hmm. and the team comp. So off the bat, one of the biggest reasons why soul is going to have a high, uh, why cloud soul is going to have a higher win rate is because teams don't contest cloud soul as much as they do others right so if you are you know you've got three dragons you're at soul point they're gonna give you that now you're still the team that has four dragons and has soul so you're probably gonna win the game versus if they fight you for like infernal soul and they ace you they might just go end Mm -hmm. because they just won that fight um you know, that's part of the reason why, like, all of the getting soul, you have, like, a 90% win rate is because you're already very, very ahead if you're going to get the soul. I think that's even more so for Cloud. Um, but again, right, like, that idea of people are going to contest it less, as well as that, you know, not only is it, like, maybe you win the fight and end, but maybe you, you know, if if they do contest it, and they, you know, they, they would contest an Infernal and maybe they might steal that. Maybe they win that fight and the game goes on. But, like, if they don't fight, there's no chance of that. You just get Cloud Soul and then you probably still just win the game. Yeah. Um, I do think movement speed is a super valuable stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I definitely don't want, but... like, people to come out this thinking that we think um, it's bad. It's definitely, like, good. Um, I, I just think, like, the... The overall like effects of the the soul itself can be just so game changing for other souls, um, in a way that um, Cloud Soul couldn't. Right, like the sixty percent move speed when you use your ultimate is really good, but then there's characters like Jin, right, where okay, I'm using my ultimate and getting the move speed, but I'm stationary the whole time. Or Malzahar. Um, and then you have characters like Udyr, where I believe it procs on his Awaken. Um, and, hey, okay, it's really fucking good if he can just run at you as fast as he can and he doesn't mm-hmm. have to use, you know, Empowered Bear Stance or whatever uh, whatever that yeah. is. Um, and I think that that's a really good point, is that there are definitely characters that don't utilize Cloud Soul. Hard to find a character that doesn't utilize any of the other souls. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone is is going to be happy with more the 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 damage that Infernal Soul offers. Everyone is going to be happy with the you know the shielding that the Mountain Soul has. Like they're they're just more universally good versus some characters who really really like it and are very happy to to see it, and then other characters who 
it's not even worth fighting for the soul because they can't use it like effectively. Mm-hmm. And and I think ultimately that's the the biggest one is that it's just that cloud soul is going to happen more often. Like I said, because people aren't contesting it, and that that's also going to like back itself up because the perception is there, right? Mm-hmm people perceive it as weaker so they don't contest it so more teams get the cloud soul and then go on to win because if you can get soul you're already at a massive lead 99.9 percent yeah and i i definitely don't think there are scenarios where like hey we're not going to take soul because then like cloud soul because then they get elder like that sort of thought process um i think it's always worth getting cloud soul it's just you know it's probably more valuable to get the other souls if uh, mm-hmm. if you had the option yeah and, and again within a small degree also i i'm very very impressed how riot is able to like balance them pretty effectively i would say you know they're all within what four percent of one another which in the grand scheme of things is pretty like pretty impressive yeah i mean the three and a half really mm-hmm. yeah we, uh, yeah very very good um, so they're all good they're all good <laughs> mm-hmm Thank you to Casey Stranger. I, w- I guess I would also mention one other thing is that, you know, again, when we're talking about like the the raw stat of the uh, of the buff itself, I, I would say, again, right, movement speed is useful. The other ones are going to be more useful. And there's no way for you to get soul unless you have at least two of that dragon mm-hmm. up to four. Right. So having two mountain buff or two cloud buffs versus two mountain or two infernal or even you know like four cloud versus four infernal again those things just add up yeah um and, and i guess that's more of an argument against cloud but again i think that all the arguments against cloud just lead to that same point of people don't want to contest it because they think it's bad mm-hmm. and i think that 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 is where they're wrong yeah 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 <laughs> um but Thanks for the email, Casey Stranger. I'll turn to the next one from Abstruse. Uh, hey, all. Positive League community reinforces and reminds me of why I love this game. Playing with folks in community games, watching educational streamers, and listening to positive podcasts helped me be focused on the fun of the game while maintaining a competitive spirit. Even just knowing that Freak is keeping the community informed on some of the balance changes helps me feel excited about the future of the game. This might be controversial, but I love the ward ping timers. I started playing Warwick because I wanted to have better map awareness, and I love how racing to claim that juicy 5 gold encourages me to be looking around the map. Not only that, but it lets me play a game of information warfare by sneaking around uncleared wards for ganks and invades. I was always the player that most enjoyed League when I got to play off meta because the enemy team didn't know what to expect of my champion or know what I was trying to do, and I feel like this is a small taste of that. Do y'all have any occasions in which League was changed in a way that just let you play the game even more to your style? Peace, Abstruse. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. That is a, a very difficult question to answer. Um, I would say the closest thing I can think of would be like the durability change when yeah. like assassins got weaker. Cause man, I, I don't like playing assassins too much and I'm not very good at them or against mm-hmm. them. So yeah, I'd probably when, say when, when assassins became weaker, that was a happy time for me. You know, I'm going to say durability patch as well. Um, I hit my peak when, you know, the durability patch happened. So maybe that explains part of it. 
Yeah. That being said, though, I the the ward thing, I I, I still think it's a little bit strong that it get, pings the exact mm-hmm. timer. I would rather have it do like the best estimate based on like average ward life at that time in the game um, versus like knowing that person's exact timer. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of okay with it just because of, you, you know, it, it's going to incentivize you to, to clear out vision before you ward, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think is, is a bad thing. Um, I do think it is it is a little weird that it gives you the full timer, but I don't think it's um, like giga busted op op op. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think so either. Um, I, I do love stealing the five gold too. Oh. pinging other wards. Um, it, it, it's 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 such a fun little mini game they added where you're like, I'm walking back to lane. Let me check everywhere else to see if I can snipe five gold away from mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah, I love it. There there have been a, a few times where I'm like 25 gold short of an item when I'm recalling. Oh, that's nice. And I like see a ward get placed as I'm finishing my recall. I'm like, hell yeah, I don't have to wait <laughs> anymore. That's awesome. I don't think it like adds up to a bunch over the course of a game, which is also nice. That it, they, yeah, they've, it, like, figured it, out a way to incentivize it but not, like, break it. Yeah, and they, they made it so that when you kill the ward, it's just worth five less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If it's been, I think only if it's been pinged. Yeah, if it's been pinged, yeah. Yeah, which is, is a really good way to balance it to not be worth more. Yeah, very, very good change, I think. Yeah, so uh, I guess that kind of... Yeah. Answers it. Thanks for the email, Abstruse. Keep pinging those wards and on to the next, next one. Next one's from Chonky Monkey. Hello, all. Chonky Monkey here. Long time listener, first time writer. I wanted to talk to you about the state of bot lane and top lane. I thought that things would change after the IE Navori changes, but boy, was I wrong. Granted, I'm just playing normal games, but literally every game, I can get a sizable lead in bot, but can't run away with the game. I can be fed on Jin, Samira, Caitlyn, but if the enemy Nasus, Mordekaiser, Set have a lead, the game is surely over. I really don't understand how people can think Botlane has any more influence than another role. In my eyes, and most of the friends I play with, we unanimously agree it's the least impactful role. On the other hand, I'm completely shocked about uh, how people undervalue top lane. No joke, the last 10 plus games were all won or lost due to a top diff. This role has the most overtuned champions, get the most experience in gold, and then just freaking stat check the hell out of everyone else and run over the game. I could have uh, the same lead on Caitlyn as the enemy Tom Kench, but it'll take me 50 plus autos to kill him, whereas he can kill an ally in like five. Where's the bot lane influence in that? Anyway, sorry for coming off a little ranty, but this has happened far too many times in my games to be considered a coincidence. I cannot fathom top lane being anything less than the first or second most influential role. Curious to hear your thoughts. For reference, I'm a silver player and we usually get anything uh, ranging from bronze to plats in our normal games. Sorry that the length of this email is bananas. Chunky monkey. Chunky monkey. Um, all right. So what are your thoughts, Colton? Like, I, I can't remember where you placed um, all of the roles. Where did you have top lane and where did you have AD carry? I think I had top lane as the lowest. And I think I had AD carry as, like... I think jungles one mm-hmm. support two mid three eighty okay, yeah. four, but I, I think like yeah. jungle is like a, a a tier above, and then like support is just barely above mid, which is just barely above eighty carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know there, we, there there's a lot going on here. Um, 
but like i i don't think any you know one role is significantly overtuned and and makes it unplayable i would say definitely if you feel like top lane's actually that op play top lane mm-hmm. and you're going to say oh my god i can't believe anyone thinks that bot lane is weak. Every every game I have a every bot lane bot that ends yeah. ten kills, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and then we can't. I can't do anything, even though I want even in my lane. It's like, well, no, no lane. If they go even, should be able to do anything about the twelve kill carry on the other side. Yeah. Of the map. So I think that um, the the biggest. I, I'm sorry, we finished. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. You you can go ahead because there's a lot to say. There's there's definitely a lot to discuss, and um, I I, I think. The most important thing is just that for the first like 14 minutes of the game, like on average, I would say that the issue with top lane is that you're kind of locked into being top lane, right? And there are a lot of things that can go wrong and kind of make the game. I I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say unplayable, but it's probably the closest thing to unplayable. You know, if you have a bad game as a, a, I'm I'm not going to say AD carry because I also think AD carry is like probably a little bit low impact. But if you're having a bad game of support, right, you just you just leave the lane and, and try to impact everywhere else. You don't really need to farm. You don't really need to, to I don't know, get XP or anything like that. You just need to hit level six and then you're good to go or or not even level six for some char- some some characters. Right. And I think that that doesn't happen for top laners right like you don't have the option to realistically just leave your lane uh most of the time if if you're doing a specific comp for that like i guess you can plan for that um but if you're playing the average top laner against the average top laner uh, uh, you're pretty much locked into top lane and if you get dove twice and miss you know six waves of experience like the lane's over for you there's really nothing else you can do Mm -hmm. um you're kind of just playing like I, I'm I'm on the back foot for the entire rest of the game, um, and that that doesn't happen. I would say for jungle support, even mid to a certain extent, um, the way that it does for jungle and AD carry. And then the 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 real like crux of the issue is that there's two characters in the bot lane, right? So it, if a gank is successful, I would say the majority of the time you're probably getting two kills versus just the one that you would have gotten elsewhere. Um, and, and that sort of just accelerates the the state of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other thing I, I think does matter a little bit with this conversation is I, I think that it does scale a little bit with rank. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where I do think at lower levels, top lane is more impactful because I don't AD carries are not playing as correctly in terms of positioning and movement and last hitting. So mm-hmm. if you're 30 minutes into a game and their tank is level 16 and has defensive stats, but you missed half the CS and you don't have like crack in IE last whisper yet because you're only on crack and IE because mm-hmm. you didn't get last hits. Like, yeah, you're going to feel a lot less effective against them. You're also going to feel a lot less effective against them if they can actually close on you and hit you with their CC 
because ideally you should be dodging those things or positioning away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also something to be said about top lane being a very like swingy lane that you were kind of talking about, which I think also scales a little bit with ELO where like, I would not be surprised at all in a bronze lane to see like a zero six Wukong versus a six O Aurelia. And that Wukong is still trying to fight them. Yeah. Whereas I think more top laners on average in higher ELOs will eventually realize I need to stop fighting mm-hmm. to, to stop that lead from expanding or just go somewhere else, yeah. right? You know, it, and Aiden does this all the time, where she's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave lane because it's not a favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I, I don't want to, like, shy away from your points. I do think that, like, the stats that a lot of top laners have, you know, the the, the, the base damages that they have, the, the items that they get to build are typically better, like, early. I don't want to say... You know, at, at six items, eighty carries are the strongest champions in the game, pretty much bar none. Um, like as a as a class, but uh, I think a lot of people like vastly underestimate how powerful range is. Um, such that like, okay, if you're even with an eighty or you're even with a top laner as an eighty carry, you should win that the vast majority of the time because you're playing to your range. Like your team is able to peel for you or. Um, you know, you're able to follow up on CC from a, a safer distance, you, you know, everything that goes into playing league just is so much easier. If you have 500 more attack range, 600 more attack range. Um, it, and I think like if you're just standing still right clicking and using your abilities with the, the fed top laner, yeah, you're going to lose that. But if you're playing around your range, you, you really shouldn't ever lose an even fight. I think. And I, I think that's something that's like vastly underestimated when we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, one other thing I would say is that it's, again, really tough to notice in your own games the distinction between like the overall strength of a role and, and how a role feels. Um, and especially like in the current bot meta where you're the jungler and the mid laner and the top laner and everyone is coming to gank you every eight seconds it feels like you didn't get to participate in the game because your jungler didn't gank you or your top laner didn't show up or, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And those are fine feelings to have, but I don't think that they actually tell you anything about which roles are or aren't impactful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I play all the roles and I can tell you at playing every role there are plenty of times where i'm like man this role does nothing and i've said that as a jungler and i've said that as an ad carry and i've said it as a mid and as a top and as a yeah i mean because there are just games Mm -hmm. where you're just like man it didn't matter what i did this game because x happened Mm -hmm. um so with all that said i would definitely recommend if you really think top is so op play a few games to stop um and other than that i mean just good luck in your climb yeah good luck hey another joke from large dad joke time here we go i recently had to go to the hospital for some heart conditions i was updating my parents on what happened when i told them the doctor said i should touch myself whenever i feel like it 
My wife then smacked me upside the head and clarified, no, he said you could have a stroke at any time. <laughs> that, okay, that's pretty better. That's pretty good. I like that one. Very, much uh, better. Very good. Good one. That's a gentleman's joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gentleman's joke. It's a gentleman's joke. <laughs> thanks for that one. Yeah, thanks, Lars. Next email is from Mitch. G'day from across the pond here. I've been all but out of the scene for 10 to 11 years. I was never ranked, but had a decent amount of game knowledge and understanding of the game. Unfortunately, I also used to play with a good friend of mine who was extremely toxic in game to friends and everyone else. This ended up with normal's anxiety, so I mostly played bots. I still have a decent chunk of normal's anxiety, but I'm getting through it. I'm wanting to relearn jungle, but so much has changed. Do you recommend any sources for current information? I have tried YouTube, but a lot uh, of the content is for last year. Thanks, Legends. Cheers, Mitch. Um, if you're looking for like jungle specific information, I mean, Brox is a, a, a very good high elo, um, you know, content creator, uh, recommend, uh, I don't, I don't know which one it is, but one of the hosts of broken by concept is a jungle player and, and they're both challenger players. Um, so yeah, you could, you could check that out. Uh, I, I definitely think YouTube is the way to go if you're not willing to just jump in the game and, you know, trial by fire which i would recommend but it's also maybe not the most fun so hey that's up to you buddy yeah i i would also recommend um the youtube channel skill capped they put out a ton of guides for every role position a bunch of shit like they make a ton of content um but if you're just looking for like basic ideas of like who's good what what paths exist and what are good like they will have videos available um they've got a lot of paid content but they've still got a ton of free stuff so i i personally don't subscribe to any of their like premium stuff Mm -hmm. but again there's a lot of information out there and i would say for jungle definitely it's gonna like you can watch as many videos as you want but you're gonna need to kind of get in and play some games as well yeah it's such a like Um, go by feel sort of role i think yeah in terms of normal's anxiety uh again what's that (laughs) it's it's really tough because like at least i I, like all of us are, are very low anxiety in the game and i think i am the least so where it's like i could be in like a demotion out of diamond game and i again will like pick a champion i've never played before i just don't care yeah um i would say again you know try and process and internalize the fact that like nothing bad will happen if you lose the game if you're worried about being flamed just mute all Mm -hmm. um you know or have a have a one strike policy if somebody says anything or pings you in a negative way mute like that's fine. You can have a one strike policy. You don't have to subject yourself to that. Yeah, exactly. And especially in normals, like Oh no, you've lost you the don't... normal game anyway. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, some people will be like, "Oh, well, you need comms at high level ranked because it's going to improve your win rate." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Yeah, maybe, but like who gives a shit if it's a normal?" Yeah. Like I I don't know. I I it's it's easy for us to say like who cares just play um but it, it, it but, will get easier the more you play truly like that is the best piece of advice we could give is like you, you're going to be worried about it until you're not anymore and the, mm-hmm. really the only way to do that is to be exposed to that and just get over it right like yeah. another thing that maybe you could do 
as an exercise would be like have somebody go into like pull pull you up on like if you have a friend who would do this like pull up your op.gg and look at a game like 30 games back where you played really poorly and they ask you hey i found a game where you went 0 11 and 1 can you tell me what character you're playing mm mm-hmm. mhm and you won't ever have the answer because you don't remember that game because it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I could not tell you, like, a single game I played that I did well or poorly in, you know, more than three days ago. Because mm-hmm. they just don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, it, yeah, in the long run, the games you're playing right now don't don't mean anything. Like, maybe you'll you'll remember them if they are like extraordinary but that's for extraordinary games right <laughs> not just yeah, not just and... the average run of the mill normals that you're playing mm-hmm. and and generally at least for me i there are definitely like good games that i remember and typically more it's an interaction with another person yeah that was exactly. like really mm-hmm. funny or went well right like i, I still remember it was a save mm-hmm. not a game yeah but again, like I could not tell you a fucking thing about whatever ex toxic player said to me five years ago, mm-hmm. or even like earlier this week. Probably, you know, it's just mm-hmm. one of those oh, things yeah, that no. is is very difficult to remember if you just keep, you know, immersing yourself in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, welcome back to the game. Good luck in your games, and uh, if you want to have some fun in against other people that aren't going to flame you, go join us out. For Find a different nights. Discord. <laughs> just kidding. Different just Discord. kidding. Uh, I think they play in Oceana's is what I would imagine. But, hey, if you're if you're willing to deal with the ping, we, uh, we'll welcome oh, you with true. open arms. <laughs> I mean, we've got, we've got some other OC listeners. Hit them up. We do have other listeners that you uh, can join. Maybe you can mm-hmm. find them. Yeah, and if they're mean to you, knock them out. and We'll, we'll say bad stuff about them in Discord. Yeah, we'll flame them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, monkey dick. I know, I know you. Um, yeah, thanks, Mi- uh Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. Sorry. <laughs> Mitch. Uh, next email is from Nathan, who says, I "Might be biased because the champs that I play power farming mid game carries like Nocturne slash Diana, but I think the real issue with jungling is that the off season changes." Um, disincentivize what i perceive to be proper jungling fundamentals which by extension makes perma ganking the meta by fundamentals i mean effective camp sequencing and and pathing clearing efficiently and relentlessly and using the free time between camp respawns to impact the map and selectively choosing when to deviate from the railroad that is jungle pathing to gank with the intention of turning the gank into an objective to me that's proper jungling but i'm sure i'm biased based by the champs that i play in past seasons with proper fundamentals, I could always snowball small leads gained through efficient pathing and time management, but this season it feels to me like that is out the window, and it doesn't feel like big farm leads over the enemy jungle translates to the kind of power it has in the past. I have a ton of mastery on Elise, so I've been playing her, and it feels like the most effective playstyle is to throw all of my preconceptions about what is proper out the window and just farm the absolute bare minimum required to keep up in levels, take as many fights as possible, or, and do wacky shit like clear bot side and gank bot over and over again, going four to five minutes at a time without touching my top side jungle. It doesn't seem like I'm being punished as much for doing that as I should be. It seems like Riot seems to some extent 
the like Riot agrees to some extent with the 13.3 buffs to camp XP and accompanying patch notes, but curious to hear your take on it and a bit of a deep dive into the state of the jungle in general, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, the I think the um, off-season changes really highlighted the um, the strength of ganks, right? Where, it, it, especially with the jungle pets and the, uh, the, the treat system, um, you know, you're rewarded for um, clearing camps with, you know, treats where you, you, you can sort of min max it in a way that allows you to maximize treat usage and ganks at the same time to um, get the most out of the jungle. And that it goes contrary to what you were saying. Um, but it's definitely the optimal way to, to play the game currently. Unfortunately, I, I feel like you play more jungle than I do. Uh, Colton, how, yeah. how do you feel about them? <laughs> so it's, I think that they're good changes because I think the spam gank bottom strategy and meta was, yeah. was too strong. And I agree with some of the points here that I felt like that setup went against how jungling should work. But I, I don't really think that there is any one, like, there, there really isn't a solution to, like, how jungle should work. And that's kind of the point of the rule. Yeah is that if there was just one way it wouldn't work right if if the you know if the best way to play jungle was clear every camp and then gank when they're all on timer well i know how long it takes you to clear i know how long it takes camps to respawn and you're finishing gromp so i know when you finish gromp you're gonna look top mid ping 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 your gank does nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, if, but if, I, if you skip Gromp and show up twenty five seconds earlier, oh wait, now you've done something different, and that's what jungling is all about. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if if you in that scenario that you're talking about, if you get vision on where they start, you know where they're gonna be four minutes from now, right? Like th mm -hmm. three or four minutes from now, and you can, like, that's sort of the beauty of jungle is there is no like you need to full clear every single game into ganks, like in the downtime, like there's so much flexibility and, and adaptive adaptiveness adaptability, I guess is the word that goes into being a high quality jungler um, that makes the role as strong as it is. Right. And unfortunately it's a little not as flexible as it should be currently. Um, but I, I think that will be fixed soon. Um, and Hopefully, it'll get back to to more of a, a, a slower, I guess, jungle pace mm -hmm. in terms yeah, of Yeah, I also think part of the issue is just that things aren't being respected and, and punished as much as they should. We're like, it, when bot, bot lane spam ganking is as strong as it is and like they pick, let's say, like Nunu, right? If he won camp and paths bottom but you respect that and you didn't push the wave and he just ganks nothing, you know, by the time he gets to his second camp, your jungler will have finished two and a half. And if he tries to gank again after clearing a second camp and it fails again there, you know, your jungler will be on their like fifth camp. I, and I, I, I just wanted to highlight our 
ranked games, our, our ranked flex games, mm-hmm. where this happened, right? Game one, we lost super hard. I did not appropriately respond with the, the, the right jungle pathing to to them spam ganking bottom, and they didn't get punished for it the way they should have. Games two and three, we adapted. We realized that that was their strategy and you know responded with the appropriate amount of jungle presence, um, responded with the appropriate amount of giving up resources or, or waves or whatever. Um, and, and I think like that is an important aspect, like you were saying of the counterplay to, to jungle being so strong right now that people just aren't, aren't doing, you know, yeah, if, if, yeah. if span ganking is strong and you know, they're going to be bottom stop, stop pushing the wave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, you can play around it really effectively where it's like, okay, if you can set up that freeze Mm -hmm. and then instead of your jungler having to be there to counter gank, let their jungler waste a minute and you just take their whole top side. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then you get a herald off of that. Or then the next time when there's a three V three bot, your jungler is up two levels, which I think that was, that's, more my take on on how to play this how i prefer to to play the game is like i don't want to sit there as a jungler and wait a minute to see if their jungler shows up it's like let their jungler come and i'm just going to take four of their camps because they're spending all game bottom And, and you know i think this is as effective as it is because it feels bad if you're i'm just going to stick with our example if you're the bot lane in the scenario it feels bad to give up prio on the wave, you know, access to the wave. It, it, it feels bad to play second fiddle to the jungler across the map, getting 150 gold because they cleared a camp, right? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't yeah. feel good. And as like, I'm going to say as league players, we, we want to feel good. We want to be the, the main character most of the time. We, we don't want to like, I, Hey, I'm going to die for this cannon minion because for me, the 90 gold is worth dying. But like from a, a you know, an overall standpoint, it's very easy to see, like, that's a bad trade, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and as soon as people sort of realize that, like, Hey, this is going to suck for you, but we're going to, we're going to get a huge advantage out of this. Like it's going to be okay. I, I, I think mm-hmm. this method of jungling will be less effective. Yeah, I think part of the issue also is that a lot of times it it, it isn't punished effectively. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you know the bot lane gets ganked and your jungler full clears and recalls and gets just one scuttle and doesn't steal any camps, and then their jungler you know still has a chance to full clear their jungle after maybe ganking bottom, getting one kill, clearing two camps, gank bottom again, get a double kill. And then like reset to their top side mm-hmm. now with a thousand extra gold and can eventually like catch up, mm-hmm. you know, also if, if the gank is effective, right? Like if they, if they do go bottom and they get, you know, both kills, let's say that they probably have a bounty hunter, right? So that's like seven, 800 gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that is going to be me worth more than me, like stealing a red buff and Krugs. Um, but again, that's very dependent game to game champion to champion yeah yeah um i i would also say one thing i i feel like i i don't see a lot of junglers doing and a lot of people understanding is like you can change your route 
so like if I start, you know, bot side red and I do a full clear to my gromp, I don't have to always go bot to top. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't look for good timers for good timers to reverse that where it's like, I'm going to plan to gank top and take Herald and that gank and killing the Herald is going to be enough time that even though I, you know, missed the spawn of my Krugs, by the time I'm done with Herald, the Gromp will be up. And now I can clear the opposite direction towards bottom. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll do that a lot, especially if I do happen to do like a, a one-sided clear, where it's like I, I've cleared my bot side and I did Krugs into Raptors. You know, later in the game, I can just do Gromp Wolves. And then, you know, hey, yeah, I lose like 10 seconds on the Krug respawn but now I have a cleaner path again and I can path towards dragons or, you know, if I did the opposite and started top to bot, but I want to start playing around heralds, like I can just like do two ganks while I'm waiting for things to respawn so that I can change that pathing and get my respawn timers back the way I want them. And, and I think that's the like adaptability flexibility that I was talking about earlier where, you, you know, you make those changes and adapt to the game state the way that you would with itemization and, you know, rune selection and champ select um, that I think are like core aspects of the game that like a lot of people don't do. You know, if you're if your bot lane is getting spam ganked, maybe you should take a different path and, and invade their jungler like you were saying. Maybe you should um, take like focus Herald, stop your stop your grump and, and hey, it's time to take Herald. Uh, you know, there are a lot of options that, that you can do players. I, I think like, it's important to realize that there's no, um, like unbeatable strategy in league. Um, it, it's just, people aren't mm -hmm. adapting well currently. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also mention like, if you prefer to clear more play mid game characters, like use the knowledge of what the enemy is going to do to your advantage. Right. So it's like, let's say. I I use my trinket ward early in the middle of the river so that if they try and spam gank a level two gank bottom they're spotted out early mm -hmm. so I, you know I saved my bot lane with that ward now I'm gonna get a full clear off before the enemy can I can take scuttle that river is now safe or I can get an early recall off pick up boots buy a control ward use it for your bot lane say hey I'm not gonna show up but I'm gonna ward for you and it's kind of on you at that point to pay attention mm-hmm um, you know, use that small lead that you got to stop that snowballing from happening. Yeah, or or be um, be more proactive in communicating your um, desires, your 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 pathing wants to the enemy or uh, to your teammates. Right? Hey, I'm I'm gonna play topside this game. Be safe. Uh, expect Shaco to to level three gank, level two gank. You know. And, uh, and communicate that way. Um, I feel like that never happens. Yeah, it rarely happens. And even when it does, it's also not respected mm -hmm. a lot of times. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But hey, hopefully that helps, Nathan. Good luck in your games. Yeah, I think we're going to do one more. And then uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll catch up next week. Finally, we got a, we got a bunch done this week. What if we did two more? Okay, we can do two more. We can do two more. Hell yeah. Um, next one is from Andrew. Hi, Caspros. I had an interesting idea to please the past uh, Aurelian Soul OTPs who missed his star disc. What if they just cut and pasted his old kit and made Ao Shin? Maybe make an event around it. That's uh, 
that's all. Thanks, Andrew. Um, they removed it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So I think like I I understand being upset that your character's gone. Um, but it's it's one of those things where like no one was playing him, and when he was seeing play, it was only because his numbers were problematic and and difficult to balance. Like I, I don't think Riot has ever taken a historically popular character and totally revamped them right like we, we can point out um i think the best argument against this is atrox where he was starting to see a lot of um a lot of competitive play when um when like just before his rework was announced but prior to that he wasn't played very often you know he he wasn't picked and it's not because he was like bad or uh, it's not because he was good just a little hidden gem or anything like that like the champion was not fun to play not fun to play against you know all 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 sorts of things so i I, i'm okay with them reworking characters um and i i would not like the characters to come back yeah i think that that would be not a a great call on their part and again i they, they removed it for a reason and you know Yes, there are people who like the old way better, but they are the vast minority. Um, if anything, I I do think it would be, you know, interesting if we had a mode where, like, in custom games, you could, like, play yeah. on that patch mm-hmm. with old A-Soul. Or if, you know, that kit was still available and they say, you know, like, you know, you can pick A-Soul pre-rework, but it's in custom games only. I, I think it would be um, cool if you could select the patch that you want to play on. You know? Yeah, no, I I do think that that would be obviously very problematic yeah. and hard to do for Riot, but God, would that be fun if you it, could custom game and just pick any patch? It's really fucking easy for me to sit here behind my computer playing League of Legends saying, yeah, just do this, Riot Games. It's um, it's easy for me to imagine a world where I click play custom game and there's a drop down for which patch I want to play. And I, I turn it to patch 420 and I lock in Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, um, harder harder to implement yeah yeah definitely don't fault right for like not doing that or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah thanks for the email thanks, andrew. andrew sorry if you miss aurelian soul but the new one's way cooler he is so cool. uh, next email from antlion and final email for this show mm-hmm. hey league cast in ranked seasons past i've placed between silver one and gold four and have generally enjoyed gameplay at that level this season my placement games were a abysmal and i placed bronze one i've been finding games at this level are not only way harder to win given my play style but also just a completely different meta i'm a support main who's most comfortable on bard rel and janna those are very different (laughs) um or i will jungle more supportive tanks like sejuani or maokai it's been ridiculously discouraging because i feel really helpless in these roles when the meta here feels more like super smash bros than Mm. league Everyone just wants to fight over and over, no matter what else we could be doing to apply pressure on the map. There's always a hyper carry that snowballs out of control way too fast. That means I'm either having to try to tank that carry or peel in fights that we have no business taking, or I'm getting flamed and tilting my own team whenever I stay out of it. My win rate is the worst it's ever been, but I'm feeling really helpless. Or, and I'm feeling really helpless. I can't help but feel that if I was comfortable carrying, I could just snowball games myself and climb, but I'm not comfortable carrying, and frankly, I don't want to play this game if I have to put in countless games and hours playing champs and roles I don't love so that I can get back to an elo where I can actually play how I like. 
I'm also in a strange spot, I think, because mechanically I'm not an excellent player, and I think that my strength is more in overall macro, vision control, and playing around objectives, none of which come into play at all without any teammates knowing, following my lead or doing anything other than team fighting until one side is unstoppable. Currently I've switched completely to Shen Top so that I can at least go into Zen mode in 1v1 land and hope that winning my lane is enough because my heart just couldn't take supporting like this anymore. Any words of advice or kindness would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Antlion. Hmm, this is interesting, because I've uh, recently become a follower of the Chime Minister, um, very much enjoying playing Bard uh, every single game, and I feel differently than you do. Um, I think support is a very strong role at the moment. I think Bard specifically is is very strong. Um, I, I would hesitate to say that he's bad because he um, he supports people uh, in a in a specific way. I I think you um, I I think you're viewing support in a way that I would say is really bad, right? Like. The characters that you're listing are vastly different, but it sounds like you're playing them all like they're like they're Yumi almost, right? Where I, I just want to sit in lane and kind of just wait for stuff to happen, right? Like I don't want to be proactive. I don't want to choose the fights that we're picking. Where support has evolved to be such a such a bigger role than just that. Um where I consistently find myself in Bard leaving lane before level six, um, sometimes before level three, before you have all your um, abilities unlocked and just applying pressure to other parts of the map. So I think, I, 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 I don't think the role is bad. I don't think the way that you're playing the role is necessarily bad. Um, but I, I think like your viewpoint on you know, the state of the game and, and how it functions currently could be a middle, a, a little misplaced if I had to uh, take a guess. Yeah. I, and I, it's, it's all like on a spectrum because it's not actually that much better in other ranks where like, it's very easy to say, let's say if you're a gold player, that in bronze, all they ever do is team fight. Nobody has any macro. Mm -hmm. and nobody, and in my play style, I'm trying to make stuff happen, but nobody will listen. And, like, I feel like that when I'm playing in, like, D1 as Zillion, where, like, I had a game recently where for, like, six minutes, I was pinging all of my teammates and being like, hey, I have 700 experience stored. Is anyone 700 experience from a level? Because my, my passive is literally useless if I don't have an ally to use it on. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. responded at all. Nobody apparently knew what it did or cared to <laughs> respond. It's like, man, I, I can't corral these idiots or they'll flash away from my ultimate. I can't play with this. These diamond players don't know how to do anything. Like, And I feel like I can't play Zillion at this level because of that. Mm -hmm. And that's like D2. Um, obviously, there's more to it than just your teammates aren't responding that they're always fighting it's hard to see that sometimes but there's certainly other things that are happening that you there's more that you could be doing um i totally get it though the feeling that like because of whatever rank you're at the games are harder 
um, because people don't play the game right. And I, I feel like for me, I consistently have that issue where like games feel harder in plat one and D four than they do in D three and D two for me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I want to say like, I don't think they are. I think as soon as you historically, I, I think you Colton, the player, as soon as you hit like D three, you stick with the champion that's making it work for you. Right. Like last year, you, I, I think you were having some some struggles in lower elo. Boom. Oh, I'm going to play Misfortune. Like 50 Misfortune games straight, like 65% win rate, 70% win rate, whatever. Um, and you got up to Masters 150, 160, like super, super high. And I, I think like that sort of shift is something that's historically always happened for you uh, at, at some point in the season. Yeah. And I think that obviously like, sticking to a champion or a role or a style is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it, it probably is just personal bias, but like I legitimately do feel like it's harder to win games in D4 than it is to win games in D3. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, over a large enough sample size, that's probably not true. Um, I I think like the uh, Aiden would, Aiden would, I, I'm preaching for Aiden here because he um, he mentioned this the other day. He, it's just like yeah, he he disagrees. The the rank is hi- this rank is higher than the other rank, so the games are overall harder, right? Like yeah, that's, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, yeah, and I feel like I personally am definitely a player who, to my own detriment, plays to the level of the game that I'm in, where you know when I was like playing uh, with a comp team and I would scrim against like GM players, like I could, I could 50, 50 against like masters GM players, but I could, I would also 50, 50 if we were playing against a plat team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, you know, probably a weird, bad gap in my gameplay, but like, I, I feel like I very much play to the level of the game and my opponent. Um, and maybe that was just my team carrying me. Or maybe it was just that person not punishing me, but like, I, I I feel like I I definitely if I'm like if I I'm going to play better because I have better teammates, mm-hmm. and that's not to say that those games are actually easier, but like I feel like a, a you know maybe a better carry if I'm playing at a D two level than if I'm playing in a D four game at a D four. That may level. be the the case as well where the way you play the game just inherently is better um, at, at, at that level. Um, but yeah. Um, cool. So I think we've answered the the questions. Yeah. I've, I feel yeah, confident. He said he's <laughs> recently switched to Shen top. I don't think that that's maybe necessary, but yeah. again, Hey, try different things. If what you're doing isn't working. I, I, I do want to say like, I mentioned this, if you guys haven't seen the, I'm going to do it again, broken by concept video on Nice and the way he's currently approaching his climb in masters. I, uh, or climb to masters in Korea. I think, I really think everyone would benefit from watching it. You know, you, you, you should enter every single game that you have with the intention of improving as a player, not just like I need to win now so I can actually start climbing. Like you, you are the rank that you're at right now. 
and the moment you're not is the moment you climb out of it right like stop stop trying to look for gimmicks that'll help you win like short term and, and focus on trying to improve as a player in the long term and you'll have much better success and and i think that's something that a lot of people can can stand to hear uh in, in this season so yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. If you would like to send us an email, it's mail at leaguecastpodcast.com. Uh, Watch us on Twitch uh, at King Lardout, Blue Basket, and Leaguecast Frost. Tweet at us uh, on Twitter. We're Leaguecast. On Facebook, we're Leaguecast. Visit our website, leaguecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash Leaguecast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Leaguecast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.